This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So it's another warm welcome back to Chelsea legend Kerry Dixon. How are you, mate? Good afternoon, David. Uh, I'm fine, thank you. Excellent stuff. Well, sadly, uh, we have no Chelsea to look forward to this weekend, but goodness me, I'm sure we're all basking in uh, in what was an absolutely fantastic performance last weekend, Kerry, against Everton. What did you think of that? Well, basking in the performance, not very well... Um, we're not really basket in our predictions, and we we come on these shows and <laughs> as, as as pundits as such, and we predict a tight game. We predict um, well. I actually went for a three-one, but I thought it would be a lot tighter than what it was. Um, I think Chelsea were in total control. Um, I said they had November wobbles in the past, which they have. Um, that was blown away as well because. The start of November has been really good for Chelsea um, and long may it continue. And I'm now starting to believe, when I hope I don't put the kiss of death on anything, that we might well be contenders. Um, You know, when you look at the United performance, very good. I understand that it was um, a little bit of Jose coming back and all the for all that surrounded the whole day, which might have brought out a little bit of improvement. But then we go to Southampton and get a win against a very good side away from home, which is the sort of thing you've got to do if you're going to be contenders. And then we beat an Everton side, which, you know, have, have had good results. They've upset a lot of decent teams this season. Um, and we beat them comprehensively. Um, so I'm starting to now believe if this is a form where we, we can keep it going, that we're going to show throughout the season, then we'll definitely be in the mix. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I hate I hate to say, I mean, I think actually it's funny you mention our, our predictions and I think a lot a lot of, uh, my caution is uh, is from the fact that I'm a nervous Chelsea supporter and uh, I, I've been watching them a long time, so I don't like to get ahead of myself. But I, I think you're right, mate. I think there is a real feeling that we, we, we might well be title contenders this year. And, you know, one of the things that, that's occurred to me is, of course, we don't have uh, any European football this season. So that enables Conte to spend the whole week with the squad 
and impart his methods. Do you think that might actually be quite a factor in the end? Well, it's a possibility. You know, people always look when teams are doing well and they look for reasons as to why they're doing well. I always tend to think, like I've said always in the past, that we've got good players and they're, and they're playing yeah. together and they're playing for each other. And, you know, OK, less games um, might be a factor, as it turns out. It, the thing that less games gives is less chance of injuries and those with injuries have got more time to recover. Um, but having said that, if all players remain fit... Uh, I like to play football and I'm sure most of the present players would rather um, play than train, whether it be midweek games or otherwise. Um, I couldn't wait to try and get an, get another goal. If I was a goal scorer like Diego Costa, who's in great form, he must be looking forward to every game. It can't come quick enough. Eden Hazard, you know, we said about the stars so far and I, you know, I fully believe these two are the key to us this season if they stay fit. I really do believe that. Hazard is starting to play like the player we all hope he will become um, and be in the top five when they're mentioned in the world, you know, the Ronaldo's, the Messi's, Neymar's, and he can join that. He's got the ability if he continues to play like he did two seasons ago, not last season. Um, he's certainly doing that this season and uh, with him in that form, we've got a chance and uh, I, I fully believe it. I think there's other players showing improved form. It's not just about them too, but as I've said before, that they for me are the key. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point, and you know, I, I, quite rightly actually, Eden Hazard got a, a huge amount of praise for his performance against Everton. There was also a lot of, uh, I mean, you know, you could call it hyperbole, really, but basically a lot of people saying, "Is this the best performance we've ever had?" and all this kind of thing. I mean, from my own point of view, I thought it it's some of the the best football I've seen us play, but. I think that's a different thing than, you know, a performance, you know, against a very top side when it, you know, like a like a European Cup semi-final or something, which may not have had beautiful football, but actually the way that the team played as a unit and got us through was perhaps more important. But, you know, enough of what I think, Kerry. I'd, I'd like to hear what you think. Was that one of the best Chelsea performances you've seen? Well, I mean, it's high praise indeed, if indeed the people saying that. Um, best performance ever. I mean, we've seen a lot of good performances, mm-hmm. I mean, under yeah. various managers over the years. Um, to pull out one, you know, you can look at eight nils and all sorts of stuff. Um, there's been great performances. But no, it was a very good performance. But, you know, if we put it into perspective, it's it's a, a great 4-0 win against a tough side. But at home, um, you know, comparing it to various other performances away and all, all sorts of stuff. If people want to get carried away, then all me, then by all means. I'm a bit like you, a bit of a sceptic in that, you know, I've seen good performances and I've seen, then I've seen us the very next game throwing a dud. So, you know, I'll, I'll sit tight still. Um, I'm excited by two or three of the performances and the results this year. And I'm optimistic. Um, mm. You know, the most important thing is people will be looking for Conti to build his own side, to put his own, as they say, stamp on the team and get them playing his way. Well, as I've said before, I think he's fell into a system here, which players uh, are in. And all he's got to do now, it works for the majority of the team and it seems to be working in terms of results. You'll just have to, when injuries come and suspensions come, make the right choices to keep the system and the shape going and keep the, the results coming. Um, that's going to be the key to his management this year. Um, if he does that, um, all well and good. Uh, Chelsea, without doubt, uh, along with the other factors, like you talk about Europe, like you talk about um, the size of the squad, like you talk about 
the team playing together, the momentum, all the factors. If you can continue with this, then, uh, you know, for those of you that are betting people, get your, get your money out um, and, uh, and bang it on. Um, I fully believe that uh, Chelsea are in there. Having said that, you know, it'd be right to look at some of the other contenders. And, and Manchester City, I actually thought at the start of the season, would run away with it. I really did. Um, but it's not, it's not the case. They've got some good players. Arsenal are playing good football, as usual, and everyone's tipping them. Um, Tottenham are hanging on. And the surprise, or not surprise, if you like, is Liverpool. And you saw what they did to us. Um, you know, they've added a new dimension with Mane, I do believe, up, up front. And, and Klopp, like Conte, is getting the best out of his players. And, you know, it's going to be a very good season with a lot of teams playing mm. well with new managers. Yeah, I think so. It's it's good, healthy competition, is it? And actually, I think it's a, you know, it, it, we're we're beginning to talk in terms of of Chelsea being title contenders. And actually, I think the next, uh, well, the you know, pre Christmas, I think that's going to tell us a lot about where we are because I think we've got, you know, another round of of tough matches. Middlesbrough have been getting some really good results against top teams. We got them away next. Uh, then we've got Spurs, who are, you know are, are, are quite a decent proposition these days, even though we've got an excellent record against them. And then we've got City as well. So I think you know once we've got those three games out of the way, then maybe we can start uh, thinking about it more seriously. Yes, and once we get November out of the way, of course, because even though we've started mm. well, there's still a long way to go. Um, yeah. I fully believe that that is the case, and uh, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, talking of uh, great performances as we were, I mean, I I remember a couple in your day actually. That thrashing of Derby on the first from the second division, and and on pretty much at, towards the end of a season, the thrashing of Leeds seemed to. I think they were both five nils, weren't they? Yeah, so both five nil. I think no, the, the first the Derby game that we were talking about was actually the first game that I played for Chelsea. Um, That's it was right. Yeah, season yeah. After that, it was a season after Clive saved Chelsea from the drop up at Bolton with a one nil win. That's um, right. And of course, a uh, load of new players come and I was one of them. And yeah, that was a decent performance. I mean, the football possibly wasn't the same um, as what you saw against Everton. But certainly, if you look back at some of the games, you know, I remember a game I didn't score in with Chelsea played ever so well. We beat Newcastle at home 4-0. Pat Nevin was mesmerising yeah. on the day. And yeah. Um, yeah. You know, things like that. The famous it, dribble it, in that know, game, wasn't it? Famous dribble beat about five players, and I think he beat him right. twice as as the story as the drinks <laughs> flow, and, the, and, and, and you know he beat more and more players, and he beat them for longer, and he still didn't cross the ball, so I was still, still waiting for the ball in the middle. But you know, no, nothing wrong with a bit of exaggeration on a wonderful story, as they say. And uh, right. you know, Pat was a good player, and that was one of the good performances of my day. Yeah, exactly. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. I've always said, Kerry. Um, anyway, moving yeah. on. Um, it's 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 uh, it's international break now, of course, and um, and and I have you know, and I think a lot of Chelsea supporters have probably got mixed feelings about it. Um, you know, I, it, it, I'm worried that it might stop that momentum. Uh, some of the players might come back with injuries. So I kind of the question really is: Is it a help or a hindrance? Well, it's a necessity. Uh, it's what it's mm. all about, as far as I'm concerned. You know, you play for your country. You grow up wanting to play um, for your national side, or you should do. It's just in terms of a professional footballer, it's getting to where you want to be and then do well for your country. Um, so it's a necessity. Every player who ever plays football has got these breaks and these games and you know, the tournaments hopefully in the, in the summer. So it's something you've got to deal with. But various managers who, you know, obviously looking at their own situation, will not like it because there is, as you've already said, 
another opportunity for players to be injured. Um, it also is, on a positive side, if a player does well for his international team, he's, he'll come back absolutely buzzing. And, you know, it, if the momentum is there within a player and confidence is high, it can instill and run on. Um, and and the, the international team can give players a boost. I know you're there and all, all the hacks are there to give you a stick. They look at each and scrutinise each individual performance. Um, and, and players will get pulled uh, pulled to bits to a degree if the result's not right and the performance is slightly down. So it can have a negative effect. But, you know, it's something which we've got to have and it's something that happens. Um, I don't see it as a hindrance. I see it as a plus for those that are going and uh, and something to look at for those that stay home and train all week, you know, because you train with a depleted squad. Um, the youngsters normally come in to make up the training sessions and it's uh, it's not like normal training throughout the season. It's a little bit of impetus for the for the people who are left at home to think I've got to play that little bit better. Then next time one of these situations comes along, I'll be going with my national team and not be back at the training ground. Well, I mean, you know, obviously the interesting thing is these days, you know, so many of the of the Chelsea squad are are internationals, even even some of the youngsters, which is. Which is wonderful to see, and of course, I mean, the thing is, I, I rem- you know, I remember, you know, in your day when you were playing for Chelsea, uh, you know, I, I, you know, most of us, well, certainly me, you know, took huge pride in the fact that you got picked for England. I mean, it really, really was. We had massive pride when a Chelsea player uh, got got picked for England, and of course, you know, in those days, we weren't really as half as successful as we are now. And I, I do get the impression, even amongst Chelsea fans who have who've nearly always been massive England supporters as well, but I, I, things seem to have changed. There seems to be a real downer on the international football and, and, and even England in particular. And I, I just wonder why that is, Kerry. I mean, you got any ideas on that? Well, my thoughts are <clears throat> it's the continual, I suppose, disappointment after being mm-hmm. hyped up in major tournaments that England don't produce and we haven't produced. For the players that we have at our disposal, for the I suppose for the money they get paid, you know, the press is invariably negative about the England performances and about um, our expectancy levels failing. And, um, <coughs> pardon me, uh, I think year after year, as it goes on, tournament after tournament, pe- people tend to be- become disinterested in it. It shouldn't be the case. The press should hype. England games up, but not over hype, which is what we always seem to get prior to big tournaments. How well we're going to do, the hope factor will always be the case. But the England games are something we should be looked forward to, I think. But I do believe and I do understand it's very hard to look forward to the way the the world, if you like, or even Europe, has, has cut up into teams. And no disrespect to any particular country, but some of the smaller nations when England played them because we consider ourselves one of the big football nations and you know when we you see a, a game against I don't know Montenegro and versus Bosnia or you know forgive me for saying various countries and mentioning them but that's not meant in a negative manner but the, these countries were part of a, a, a bigger country at once. Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel 
if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Stay or a bigger um, union, and, you know, some of the great footballing sides were formed there, and some of these games throughout Europe, although I do consider none of them are easy games, um, by fans, traditional fans, or older fans, if you like, are considered something of a formality and when England don't steamroll these teams and win 4-5-6-0 there's a large degree of despondency about the situation so it's continually negative press um, and I think that filters itself through to the normal supporter if you like and uh, that's the reason that I think you know the press helped to build people up but they also helped to knock things down and I think England have taken a bit of a knocking in the years Yeah I mean you know I think I think there's a lot of sense in what you say there, Kerry. I mean, I, I think it's a massive shame, really, because I mean, I grew up, you know, as much as a, of, a, of an England fan as, as I was a Chelsea fan, really. But I just kind of also wonder, actually, that um, you know, maybe a lot of the demise in 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 the love for England and international football has a lot to do with the rise of the Premier League in a way. I mean, it's just so hyped up, isn't it, the Premier League? And of course, we've been very lucky as Chelsea supporters because we've seen an awful lot of success. And I mean, one of the things that I've kind of said flippantly to people in the past is that I don't actually have enough emotional space left for England. I drain every bit of it out on my support in Chelsea. So maybe that has something to do with it as well. I don't know. But it's a shame, really, I think, at the end of the day. Well, it is. um, And I fully understand your feelings. That's probably mirrored by lots of fans supporting different clubs all over the country. But the reality Mm. is, if if the hype and the continual thing is to support your national side, we're... You know, at the end of the day, we're English and we should support our team and, and, and look forward to these fixtures instead of negative press, negative um, after press, if you like, when the game's gone, even when the team win. Uh, they didn't win so well. It was a scrappy game. It wasn't this. It wasn't what we expected. This one didn't play so well. It's always negative. Um, and yeah. perhaps if the outlook and, and uh, of what people will do with it, it might help to change people's ideas. It's, it might, it's not going to change everyone, um, but it might change some. I just look back on the fixture, England-Scotland, and you think to yourself, yes. is that the same fixture? It used to be something that everyone looked forward to. Certainly when I was a kid, England, you know, the home nations were still going. And you, you think yeah. it was something England-Scotland game was, was a special game. Um, is it yeah. so special now? 
are Scotland so mm. good? I don't think they're as good as what they used to be. Well, certainly when you think of the names, you know, uh, that they used to have Dalgleish, Souness, players yeah. of this calibre. And, you know, even even during my time, they, you know, they had uh, the McAvenys, uh, the Charlie Nicholas, Gordon Jury. It depends, you know, certainly Miller McStay, you know, that they had some good players. And um, I don't know. Um, it certainly doesn't give you the same buzz as it used to. I have to admit that. Yeah. I can't really put my finger on totally why. But nevertheless, I'll still be looking forward to the game tonight and hoping that England win. Well, here, here, And I, I just actually thinking, you know, if there is, if any passion for England is waning at all, there's nothing like, uh, you know, England, Scotland to reignite it. I mean, it's the oldest international fixture for a start. And I mean, I, I take your point about what you say about Scotland being, you know, not a very good team at the moment. But I mean, you know, how good are we is the retort to that. But what I would also say is that, for me, it's an absolute derby. I mean, you know, it's like we've been, Chelsea have been beating Spurs forever and a day, and that doesn't diminish the appetite that we have for the for the for the game. You know, I you know just keep keep them keep them in their place is what I say. So, it's a massive for me. It's a massive, massive match, England Scotland, and and irrespective of what I said before, like you, I should be really looking forward to it tonight. Um, I've just got a quick question, Kerry. Did did you ever play for England against Scotland? Because I mean, the home internationals would still be in going, wouldn't they, in your day? Just the home internationals themselves actually finished. I was sub at Hamden when uh, Richard Goff right. scored a goal and England got beat. Right. And England got beat uh, 1-0. Um, and I was sub. Didn't get on. Um, it was at Hamden. But yeah. the atmosphere was incredible. Um, yeah. You know, English fans were up there. You know, you had the Scottish fans, the Celtic fans one end, Celtic Scots, and you had the Rangers, Scots the other end. And, you know, the England fans were, were next door. And, you know, the atmosphere was incredible. The noise levels yeah. were high. And I think it's going to be a great atmosphere tonight. Um, I really do. And as you've already said, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. And <clears throat> I hope England win, uh, as I always do. And, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to the game. And as far as keeping them in their place, the Derby fix stuff <laughs> is exactly right. You know, uh, exactly. players rise. You're going to get, you know, a little bit more out of each player because of this particular fixture. And uh, whether the Scottish are any good, whether we're any good, um, it's all going to go out the window and every player's going to be trying their best and uh, all players will be trying to get the best for their country um, irrespective of um, whether you're playing well for your country whether you play for a League One side or whether you play for a top Premier side you know it's all it's all equal on the day 11 v 11 and you're playing England v Scotland and uh, it's going to be a great great game as far as I'm concerned yeah, I, 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 as I said, I'm looking forward to it too. I mean, you know, just to just kind of go back a second, you know, I mean, what, what did it mean for you to play for England? It was the best um, thing ever when I stood there mm. and the national anthem um, was playing for the first time. Um, it was in the Aztec Stadium in 1985 um, as a full international. I'd come on a sub against Mexico to make my debut for 15 minutes, but the full international against then West Germany um, was was an incredible situation. Hair stood up on the back of my neck because as far as the Panini stickers and here on in were going to be, it was Kerry Dixon, Chelsea and England. Um, And here on in, that's what it's been. And, you know, I played for England. So I'm massively proud and uh, pleased with uh, the eight games that I got. Mm, there we go. Interesting stuff. Um, I, we should look at the game tonight, really, just very quickly. But uh, you know, I think I think the points that we were making earlier are very valid. That this is, you know, a, a very different sort of international game, and it'll probably be very much like a Premier League match and a bit of a derby. 
and uh, hopefully, you know, the tackles will be flying in and there'll be a lot of passion there. But do you see, you know, at the end of the day, England have more quality than Scotland and, and should be able to eke out a result somehow? Yes, I do believe that. Um, I think there's loads of uh, side stories as well. The Gareth Southgate situation, you know, yeah. um, will he be full-time boss or not? Um, there's plenty of stories about the players, in each individual players as to who will play, who won't play, what they want to do. Gordon Strachan, of course, he'll be desperate to beat England. Um, certainly, um, the Scottish players that are picked, you know, they'll be desperate to get some sort of win as well. And, you know, both teams want to go to the major tournaments um, at, at the end of the day. Uh, that's what they're looking for. And ultimately, both will be looking for points. So, mm. I see England winning, I have to say. Once again, I'm doing what everyone else does. You know, England should beat Scotland. The hype is there. The, the thought pattern is there. And then, of course, uh, if it was to go not the way I hope it and think it will go, there'll come the disappointment and everything we spoke about previously. You know, why, who and what. And players will return to their squads, um, you know, next week with either the tail between their legs or their, or their chest puffed out. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's an interesting thought. I mean, actually, talking to Gareth Southgate, I mean, where, where do you stand on Gareth Southgate? Because, I mean, you know, technically he's kind of on trial for the job at the moment. Um, do you think he should be the next England manager? I don't have any firm views on it, I've got to be honest. I mm. I think he's as good as any any person. I, I've always believed that, and I'd like to think that an Englishman would manage England. Um, that's mm. what I believe. Um, people say whether they're good enough. Well, I always believe that managers are only as good as your results. And, um, you know, if he gets the results and, the, t- and, the, and the, the lads play for him, which is effectively what they're there for anyway, um, why shouldn't he be? He's he's fine. He's, he's been an England international. You know, he's been in and around the under-21 team. He's, uh, he's a solid option. And um, providing the results go his way, then I don't see why he shouldn't be the manager. Yeah, it's a fair point. I, I think I think it's you know the, I, I, one of the things I would say is I, th- I think international football has changed so much, uh, you know, since, since since you were playing, since I first started supporting, or being you know getting into football. It's a very very different world now. So I don't see why a Gareth Southgate shouldn't get the job. You know, I, I think gone are the days when you can have an English manager who's won the league five times or whatever. It's just very different. And frankly, you know, I would prefer to have an English manager. Uh, than than have a, a foreign mercenary coming in. To be honest, mate, I think at, at, at the minimum it should should be an English manager, and give the guy a chance. You know, he can't do worse than a lot of the big names like Capello have done in the past and things like that. So fair play to him. Good luck to him. I say. Yes, that's uh, that's definitely uh, my feelings on it. Just a quick one. I mean, it's being reported on here that um, Diego Costa has been uh, has flown back from Spain with a thigh injury, and he's going to be assessed, which is something we've spoke about here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, do you last, know what I, I did see? It, minutes, yeah, you know, you talk about in, you talk about injuries and you talk about players and extra games. And I've said about you know, cost of staying fit is is vital and hazard. Well, internationals could bring out a situation, but um, with Diego's history, of course, um, anything could happen, and that can happen any time, anywhere. But uh, it'll be sad if that's the situation, and uh, he manages, or you know, hopefully, it doesn't. It isn't the case, and it isn't too bad if indeed what's being reported is correct. And uh, he does manage to face Middlesbrough, but it'd be a tough one for him if uh, his particular um, run of games at the moment is interrupted. Well, I mean, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just be? I mean, I, I you know, it's funny that because like you, I, I caught it, you know, very, very obliquely. Um, 
you know, uh, that uh, that had well. I mean, from what I understand, he's been withdrawn from Spain squad. Uh, I'm just checking now. Actually, it's got a little Sky Sports link. But I mean, the bottom line is, you know, he, as you were saying earlier, mate, like like uh, like um, uh, Eden Hazard is absolutely vital. But they're saying he's out of the Spain England match. Uh, so, you know. Hopefully he'll come back to Chelsea and they'll look after him. But you're right. I mean, if we were to lose Costa to injury right now, I think that that would be very bad news. So hopefully that's not the case. Um, listen, mate, I suppose, well, I mean, I would, we would normally do a prediction, wouldn't we? So should, should we stick our heads above the parapet knowing that we've been so completely wrong recently? Yeah, we've been shot down twice. So third time lucky for us. And uh, if you're talking <laughs> England-Scotland, as you, I'm sure you are, let's go with um, 3-1 England. Well, there we go. It's quite. I, I would. I, I'll be honest. I think it'll be tight, and there'll be there'll be all the, the old goal in it. So I'm going to say two one. But I mean, having said that, we've we've got it all horribly wrong. I think that's a bit unfair on us actually, because we've we've predicted the right result every week. We just haven't got it quite got the score lines quite right. So I think uh, we we shouldn't quite be quite so hard oh. on us as we have been, Kerry. All right. I suppose we're looking for perfection, and uh, I, I suppose my three <laughs> one will be a hard fought three one. Well, there you go. When I when I used to get, I used to do a fair bit of, uh, used to do a football betting show actually uh, a few years ago. And uh, the one thing I I always learned, from, I became very good mates with one of the bookmakers, and he, you know, that's what he always used to say. He said, never ever put money on on the, you know, on the score. He said it's impossible. He said much better markets than uh, than predicting the score. So there we go. That clearly, clearly, uh, you know, we should take note of that. Right. In that case, an England win. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, there we go. We bo- I think we both predicted that, so that's fair enough, mate. I think that's pretty much all we've got time for this week. Although, I w- what I will say is, I got a lovely message uh, from uh, a-, a lad on uh, who put something up on our Facebook page, actually, which I must share with you. It's from a lad called John Boyer, who said, uh, "Just tell Carrie, Carrie, thank you for all the wonderful memories he gave us. A true legend. Keep the blue flag flying high." Well, thank you very much. I hear lots of that from lots of Chelsea fans. They've always been very good to me, as as you know. And um, it's very well received. And trust me, it's um, very well appreciated. Um, I think that uh, Chelsea fans, for me, uh, have been the best. Um, it's easy, I suppose, for me to say they're the best in the world. They've been the best in the world for me. And uh, that that's not going to change. Yeah, excellent stuff. I mean, I, I should also tell you that I've had quite a lot of... Uh, Lovely messages on Twitter from people who've uh, you know got their heads into listening to the show every week, and uh, I, I always get loads of comments saying how fantastic it is, and and uh, really good to hear your wise words on it. So there we go. So praise indeed. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All right, mate. Well, look, we better wrap up. So uh, I'll, I'll look forward to having a natter with you next week. But have a cracking week in the interim, and of course, enjoy the game tonight, mate. And you, Dave. Thank you very much. Have a nice weekend. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Speak to you next week. Cheers, Kerry. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 